Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Lisa. We're excited to have you joining us for today's episode. Money, 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 money. Money. So let's talk about it. This has been a topic that we've gotten emails about. It's also been a topic that came up frequently at the marriage conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, People asking different things about money, but um, we kind of took like the top three or four and we're going to try to unpack them today in this episode. Um, Hopefully we can get through it all because again, it's a huge topic. Um, There's so many different aspects and so many important moving pieces to it. Uh, Obviously money is one of the three big killers uh, of 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 marriage, so it's definitely something that you have to get in order if you're going to yeah. survive yeah. as a married couple. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, talk to me uh, about how do we merge our accounts. What what do you think when, when somebody you know you just get two married people and they both have separate accounts? Uh, we are advocates for joint accounts because yeah, 100%. again, <laughs> you, if if I don't trust you with my money, then then we shouldn't even we definitely don't put a ring on it. Right, right, 100%. I think the the key component here, though, is that the the one asking the question is already thinking about, okay, we need to merge our money and not thinking about, okay, how do I keep my money separate? So we're already on the right track. Okay, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So um, for me, I think that they have to look at their situation objectively um, and do what makes the most sense. So for some... um, Maybe one was living at home with their parents still when they got married, and so they didn't necessarily have a lot of bills coming out of their account, and didn't their their account information wasn't utilized in auto payments and something like that. Where the other one maybe was already out on their own, um, already established some um, some. Uh, money movement, if you will. And so they're already set up and established with those auto payments and things like that. So logically, to me, it makes the most sense for the one who's not already exposed that way to move their money into the other account. And then that way they don't have to try to remember all of the places they need to go and and update their information and and all of that. On the other hand, one may feel like they have a strong relationship with their financial institution. Maybe their bank um, is a smaller bank and they have relationships in there and they just feel more comfortable with that personable service in that bank. So I, I don't think there's any real black or white answer to this. Right. But I like what you said. You know, there are a lot of good reasons for one to stay with their current financial mm-hmm. institution. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially like you said, if they've got, you know, direct deposits and, and yeah. auto pays already coming out, it may not be a wise move. In fact, a lot of people that are, I would say, financially wealthy or savvy have multiple banks because yeah. different banks 
offer different things for different people. Yeah. One bank may be strong in one area and another bank may be strong in another area. I think the key component to this is the merging of accounts doesn't necessarily mean that you know we've got to take all our money and put it in a bank or in in, 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 one, the, location. in one location. But what it does mean is when we're merging our finances, that my name is added to your accounts yeah. and your name is added to my accounts. That to me is 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 the key yeah, component true. and that has to happen because I need to have access to everything you have. It's really not because I need to get into an account for you know to do something. It's really that saying, "Hey, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you with my money." You know, what if something well, happened and you needed it? Yeah. It's saying, well, I mean, let's be let's just call it what it is. The day you get married, it's no longer your money, and it's yeah, no our. longer my money. It's no. our money. Our <laughs> yeah, our yeah. we got we're married, and so now it's it's all ours. You can see me naked, but don't touch the green stuff. And that and that's sad. That's weird. <laughs> and maybe that's really weird. <laughs> it is funny to me as a heathen as I am, or I, excuse me, as, as as much as I was a heathen. Uh, this never, this never was an, this, this, this never even came to the table. Yeah. And, and that's what blows me away that it's such a big deal now that, mm-hmm. you know, again, I had zero spiritual upbringing, but yet the moment Lisa and I got together before, before we were married, mm-hmm. we were, already, we, in we were already in a joint account. Yeah. yeah. So. Again, how do you merge them? I think you're right. You got to do what makes sense. You got to, you know, pray about it, talk about it. And again, we're going to kind of get into some of these other things. But whatever it takes to get together, get together. Mm-hmm. And 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 everybody should, or not everybody, I'm, I'm saying everybody that's listening, you should all be on one another's and have access to this mm-hmm. area of their life. Um, so what about like, uh, you know, tithing and, and giving and investing and all that? How do, how are those decisions made? Like, uh, you know, we talked about, um, who, uh, who's in charge, you know, who manages the money? Who's the, the bill payer, if you will, how does that, how, how do you think that, 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 that decision is made? Well, I mean, Early on, I think it's it's a little more challenging because you have to identify the strengths of each individual. But I think um, the important part again is that there that both parties of the marriage are equally involved in the decision making. But there should be someone who is responsible for managing it, if you will. Um, that way it just simplifies the process. Um, so like for us, that's me. I set up all of the auto pays. I balance the checkbook. I balance our budget, reconcile the accounts to make sure that everything is accounted for. And there's no, um, charges that, that don't belong to us, which we've had. And so just because I have knowledge and experience and, and, um, am familiar with how to do that easily, uh, makes more sense for me to do it. Um, so I think each marriage, they have to look at who has the strength in that area. But again, 
the decision-making factor, both parties should be involved in that. There should be complete transparency in every step of the way. Um, the first part of your question, the tithing, the offering, the, the investments, tithing to me, it's a non-negotiable. Right, um, right off the top. Yeah, that should be, um, no matter what else is going on, the tithe is, um, that's that's a non-negotiable. We, we're tithing. That's God's money. We're giving, you know, we're presenting God's money in his house because that's what we're supposed to do. The offerings, we are really good about having those conversations. Okay, you know, in this situation, how much are we giving? Um, I like I, how you said that because that's a, that's a that's a biblical truth that I think a lot of people may not have the grasp of when they're first starting out. This is not a question. When um, my pastor stands up and says, this is the project, it's we don't look at each other ever and say, should we give to this? Right. Is this, is this an opportunity for us? Right. It, that never happens. If there is a giving opportunity, we're in. We're sowing. <laughs> it's, it's just a matter. We just come together and decide how much are we going to be, are, are we going to be up, you know, putting into the, the offering today. Right. And, and, and that's just it. Um, we have a lot of different accounts and I, that's kind of one of the things I thought about when I saw this question was, you know, Lisa and I have a multitude of different accounts within our bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, we primarily bank with one, uh, financial institution, but that being said, we have a, you know, primary checking account that pays all of our, you know, bills, and that's where all of our income comes into. However, we have been blessed to, um, we attended the financial peace uh, Mm -hmm. course uh, that Dave Ramsey teaches. And if you haven't been through it, I highly recommend it. It it was super beneficial for us. We learned um, the very basic principle of telling our money what to do instead Mm -hmm. of it telling us what to do. Right. And for a season, it took some getting used to for us. But today we walk in a financial peace that we never had before. And we were... There were times in our life where we made a lot more money mm-hmm, than, than we, we currently right make, but yet we're in a way better financial situation than we ever were in before. Yeah, 100%. And I attribute all of that to, you know, the grace of God and learning the, the, the principles in the Financial Peace uh, Seminar. So back to the accounts telling our money what to do, giving, investing, saving. These are all things that we sat down and we have, you know, we do it over dinner. This is, this is, a, this is not the controversial <laughs> conversation or setting. Yeah. This is a peaceful moment. Hey, let's sit down and look at our income. Let's look at our budget. Let's look at, you know, first off, what are we, where, what is our goal? Mm-hmm. Where do we? That's the that's the key. Yeah. Where what do we want to be? What yeah. do we want to do? And then how can we budget to get there? And again, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it revolves around making some sacrifices in mm-hmm. some areas for the better of another area. Well, I think that takes us into the next question, which was how do we build a budget? Oh yeah. So um, 
you know, Lisa is an absolute expert on building budgets. So I don't, I don't know about an I expert, think, but I'm not a novice. So either. I will probably do most of the talking in this. <laughs> not. So building a budget yeah. obviously involves, first and foremost, get everything in front of you. Yeah. Sit down with all of your bills. Mm-hmm all of your outgoing expenses, all of your incoming expenses, and go from incoming there. Incoming finances, yeah. Um, well, the, one of the, so I'll just preface everything with, I am a huge advocate for if any of your utility companies offer budget plans, get on them. Um, reason being is because it's consistent. Um, some people may have the mindset, well, my electric's higher in the winter and lower in the spring, and so I'd rather save the money in the spring. But the reality is it's really difficult to budget that way because you're you're um, going to be more hard-pressed to get your bills paid and be on time in the winter. And plus you've got you know Christmas and you've got all the holidays and you've got all kinds of stuff going on. And so if you have the option with your utility companies, get on the budget plan. That way your your bill is exactly the same every month. There's a reconciliation month during the year that they um, will offset your bill. So maybe a little bit higher or a little bit lower. But for most months, it's going to be very consistent. And consistency is key. I think the biggest thing is making sure that you prioritize your money. Um, so again, tithing, that's a non-negotiable. That comes right off the top. That's number one. Um, from there, then look at your um, necessary bills. And so that would be your um, house payment or your rent, whatever that looks like, car payment if you have one, insurance um, for those things, um, your utilities, your obviously your, your groceries and, and that sort of thing. But here's the thing. You have to incorporate fun money in your budget. Right. It's, it's imperative. And the reason for that is because it, that's the only way that you um, can get, get to the end of the – not the only way. That only is a big word. I hate using those big, giant words. <laughs> um, it, it is a method of making sure that you are enjoying the fruits of your labor. Right. Nobody can no, – if you set yourself up on a budget that allows for – you know, it's so stringent, you know, that – you're sitting in front of the couch and you're not even watching the TV because you've decided to cancel the cable. You know, this is going to be a problem. And then all of a sudden you're going to go out, splurge, and you're going to completely wreck your budget. So yeah. build yeah. build uh, opportunity in there to, to, to do stuff. Yeah. To, to have to, fun, you know, give Enjoy yourself life. some cash to. Hey, these yeah. are the these are the the this is the do- dollars that I spend mm-hmm. um, frivolously. And again, yeah. if you're, it's it, okay. it doesn't matter what you spend it on. Spend it, don't spend it. Ha- you know, have it in your pocket. Go out to dinner, whatever. Go, yeah, just do something. God, God doesn't want you to be bored. God wants you to have fun. He wants you to enjoy life. He right. wants you to enjoy your blessings. Amen. Um, so the other thing we have is our seed account, which is an account that we put money into that's intentional to give away. Um, and so, you know, that's important, too. If you we're givers, that's just instinctively who we are. Um, we're gifted in that. And we believe in, in um, God's gifts, and that is one of them. And um, We've been blessed over the years in, in many ways, not just financially, but in all sorts of ways. And 
I think if you purpose in your heart to be that way, mm-hmm. to, to be a blessing, again, we talked about earlier, that's why when pastor says, hey, we're, you know, this is, this project is coming up or here's an opportunity. We're already ready. We have money in the seed account and we already know the, you know, we already know we're giving Yeah. We, and, and we've budgeted for it. So it's there. Yeah. And we can you know, we can take somebody else out to dinner. We can bless somebody. We right. can give somebody else, you know, the that handshake and um, bless them. Amen. Absolutely. And so, um, but it, it wasn't always like that, right? There were times where we we would want so desperately to give into something, but we weren't able to because we hadn't told our money that's where it was going to go. Um, we have a Christmas account that the day after Christmas, any money that goes in there is now for the next Christmas. Um, we don't spend it midway through the year because we decide we want something fancy for our house. So that money has already been told it's for Christmas. And so um, we save all year long for that. Vacation, same thing. Day after vacation, anything that goes into our vacation account is now for our next vacation. It's not um, money that we can use for anything else. And I think that that was the hard part for us was getting disciplined to that point of, I have already told, even though that money is still sitting in my bank, <laughs> I've already right. told that money where it's going. I've already That's told what it for. what it's doing. And so it's not accessible to, to me anymore. Um, that was, I, for me, I think that was one of the hardest things for us to, to get used to. Um, what do you think one of the uh, easiest principles was? I, I think the emergency fund idea, the mm-hmm. idea of, hey, we're going to build up an account. You know, it started with $1,000, mm-hmm. and and now um, I think we're somewhere around $5,000. And the whole idea is not because, I, you know, I'm not here saying, oh, I've got $5,000 in no, an account. Not at all, but, but I know that if, if there's any major malfunction, yeah. you know, something in my home breaks – Mm-hmm. Car breaks I, down. I know where that money's coming from, yeah. and it's already set aside. Yeah. I and again, we're talking about financial peace. That gives me peace of mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I another thing that we uh we probably got started late in, in the in the game, but um investments. Uh, whether you are you know, investing in you know traditional stocks or mutual funds. This is a way that, again, you're putting seed away for the later part, the latter part of your life. And I think that that it's important. Um, Not every company offers a 401k or a retirement option, but I do believe that, you know, the old adage, we should live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow and plan like he's going to, you know, not be back for the next 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you, we we don't know the day or time, so we have to live our lives as if Wisdom. we're gonna gonna be here for a long time. And mm-hmm. you know, even though the you know there's a lot of things that look scary right now, I look back in history. There was a lot of times in history that things look scary, but that didn't mean we should just you know throw up our hands and say, "All right, God's coming back, right. so we're just not gonna live our lives." No, right. we're gonna you know the Bible says that I should leave an inheritance for my children's children. Uh, well, I don't play the lottery, right. so where is <laughs> that come from? <laughs> and, and I just told you that you know I'm on a budget. Yeah, that budget doesn't doesn't you know incorporate thousands and millions of dollars into a savings account 
for my children's children. Yeah. So, well, I can tell you though, let, let, just to, to um, look at the investment portion uh, a little bit deeper. For me personally, um, I don't understand investing. And so t- sometimes the unknown can be a little, um, it, you can be a little apprehensive with the unknown. And so I want to just personally say, encourage anyone out there who maybe your spouse wants to start some investments um, and you're not really keen on the idea because it doesn't make sense in your your mind, um, trust your spouse. Um, but to the spouse doing the investing, like Chris spent a lot of time really just diving in and studying and getting familiar with and comfortable with the process of investing. So I, I, it made it easier for me to trust you um, when you came to me and you could tell me with, with certainty, not certainty that the, of what the, the investment was going to do, but you could give me specifics and facts and understanding and, and comprehension of how it works and what, what you were going to do and how you were going to manage that and how you were going to monitor and keep track of it and um, in your gaining knowledge of it, it increased my confidence in you to do it. And so I say all that to, to encourage if, you know, one, if there's somebody listening, your spouse is, um, considering doing investing, um, give them an opportunity to, to share that with you and then give some trust well, I have to be, you know, completely transparent about that subject. You know, I am not by any means a financial advisor or somebody who is well-versed in in the inner workings of the market by any stretch of the imagination. But I'll be honest with you, I, there's one person that I know that has all the information, and that's God. Right. So what I did was I sat down and I said, Lord, this is something that I want to do. And I would like for you to help me. I would like for you to to open the doors that need to be open for me to gain some knowledge. And very uh, soon after I prayed this, um, the Lord brought me to an individual that I now listen to consistently. And he is a believer. He uh praise. He talks about, you know, godly principles. And again, he's not a financial advisor and very, you know, openly says, you know, look, you have to do your own due diligence. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it was one of those things where, you know, I got God on the scene, just like every other aspect of my life that has success. I just said, hey, God, I need this. I, I, this, I want to do this. I have money that's sitting in the bank that I have enough peace of mind in my emergency fund. I have this money. I would like to turn this money into some generational wealth that my kids and my grandkids and my grandkids' grandkids can have an inheritance if the Lord tarries (laughs) and they're here. So that is really how I got started. And, you know, all of these different principles you know, they're of God. God is, you know, he is a believer in, you know, being wise, not just, you know, in your principles every day, but 
even your finances yeah. too. God cares about the financial stability of your home. Yeah. He cares about the financial stability of your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. So Amen. I, uh, I really want to stress the importance of, you know, good financial, you know, management Mm -hmm. as it pertains to, you know, godly principles and also the importance of doing this together. And, 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 and that's kind of where we started was, you know, the merging of the accounts. And now, you know, on the back end, we're talking about now that we've, you know, got our bank accounts together and, and we're on a good budget and things are going well, you know, now how do we do, you know, what do we do with all these things? Yeah. And I, I think that you have to, you know, lean on God for all of these answers and lean on one another to glean, you know, it's open communication, right? There's got to be open communication about it. Um, so for me, the takeaway that you, you covered those takeaways really, really well, just keeping God in, on the scene with it and, um, making sure that you're doing everything together, especially pertaining to finances, um, to, to avoid those pitfalls that marriages can, can run into, um, with money. So, um, that's our time for today. I, again, appreciate you so much for joining us and listening in with us. Make sure you check us out on our website, www.thewowmarriage.com. Um, make sure you look us up on Facebook. We're there, too. We are on Instagram. And then um, send us some emails. We want to hear from you. We want your feedback. We want to hear your questions. We'll address those on a future episode. You can email us at thewowmarriage at gmail.com. And... We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.